This is Football CFB, the home of unique football content. I never told you You scared off the vultures I never told you You scared off the ghosts living in my head That lay lonely in the dirt That Delighted to say that I'm joined by Ian Horswell, Commercial Director of the, the Jersey Bulls. Um, first of all, Ian, thanks for joining me. Thanks very much, Callum. Good morning. The, the, the thing about Jersey Bulls that really interests me, you're the most southerly club in the British Isles, and a lot of people are aware of Guernsey because of Matt Letissi and the Letissi family and, and the fact that Guernsey are playing in the English league system, but just describe to those that maybe aren't aware the, the, the Jersey Bulls story because you're now playing in the English mainland and, again, it's another incredibly unique story too. Yes, absolutely. Um, so our friends across the water in Guernsey started uh, uh, eight or nine seasons ago, so we're, we're on, we're on catch-up um, to, to, to Guernsey. Um, so, yeah, Jersey is the, the largest of the Channel Islands, population just over 100,000 here in the island. Um, and, again, we've had quite a rich football heritage uh, Graham Lasso uh, is a Jerseyman, and there's there's a few others that have played. Uh, Brett Pittman's the highest sort of uh, ranked player, I suppose, at the moment. He's a, he's club captain at Portsmouth. Um, so you know, we've always wanted to do something to to give our best players the opportunity to play. Um, our football association explored the route of joining UEFA and becoming a nation. Um, you know, in terms of population, we're bigger than five five current UEFA members. Uh, and we're pretty confident that we could beat a few of those as well. Um, but sadly, uh, UEFA took a vote a couple of years ago and decided against admitting Jersey into, into UEFA as a nation. So when that door closed, um, we looked at other opportunities and our chairman, Russell Afeva, uh, started uh, sort of a, a task force to, to look at this um, option of can we replicate what Guernsey are doing and, and enter into the English football pyramid and the great thing about the English football pyramid is there's no ceiling um, there's always something to achieve obviously everyone only looks up but um, there is promotion there is relegation apart from a Covid situation that we're in um, and and you know it's it's truly exciting you know you, you can enter uh, different cup competitions because uh, otherwise, the local league here um, is about uh, nine clubs in the top flight. Uh, they play each other three times. So, you know, it's a bit same old, same old. So to, to get this now where we can play against so many different teams, it's, it's really, really exciting for the islands. And in terms of the fact that Jersey has got uh, its, its own league, it's, as you said, it's got nine teams there. How do you recruit then? Because if there's already a league in Jersey, have you got access to any of those players, for instance? Yeah, so at the moment, Callum, we're, we are a pure uh, amateur football club. So uh, the, the lads that play for the Jersey Bulls are on effectively dual contracts. So they play for their local club um, when we're not playing. So for an example, if Jersey's league starts um, 
before the UK League, which I think we're estimating for the UK Leagues around about September time, uh, if the Jersey Leagues did start in August, they could actually play for their local clubs, which would have benefits because they would be a bit, a bit match fit. So, um, so they do do that. But then if you are a key player and you're playing for the Bulls week in, week out, the opportunities to play for your, your, your local Jersey club are, are limited. Um, we don't restrict um, the, the, the players from playing with the only exception if they play on a, a Wednesday or Thursday night before an away game. And the reason for that is we have to name the, 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 the players that are travelling on, on an air ticket and you're not allowed to change within 72 hours. So we do tell the lads if we have got an away game that they can't, they can't play for you know, risking the fear of an injury or suspension or something like that. So that's our only rule we have. Um, but uh, this season, our manager is uh, you know, getting together his players. Um, we don't know when we're starting yet, so we haven't started training. But uh, he, might, he might ask for players to, to only play for the Bulls this year. Um, we're not sure yet. And in terms of, you mentioned an air ticket there, <laughs> the thing that people forget, I mean, you have to travel the plane for, for every single away game. And, and the other question I've got for you as well is about the visiting teams because of the, where you are in the pyramid. Who, who meets the cost for the visiting teams coming to Jersey? Yes, yeah, so we meet um, the costs in its entirety. So, um, you know, last year, one of our games was uh, about £5,500 because it was in... Um, August um, and you know Jersey is a, a tourist island as well and uh, yeah it was just unfortunate that, that, that it, it costs so much uh, traditionally when we play away from home we take the I wouldn't say the bare minimums but we take a small squad we'll take the 14 players we'll take full management and normally take one from our committee uh, that can oversee off the pitch um, activities um, but then when teams come over they normally take a pool of 25 uh, we've also got the match officials. Uh, we we cover their costs as well. So, you know, ninety five percent last year it was it was all three officials coming from the mainland. There were a couple of games whereby uh, Jersey referees got the opportunity to officiate, which is which is great for their development. Um, so so the cost element is 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 huge for Jersey Bulls, and again that's why at the moment we are an amateur club because the 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 vast majority of our expenditure is on travel. Um, so it is slightly cheaper when we go to the UK, as I say, because we take a smaller squad. But otherwise, we, we, we envisage we spend around about £130,000 a year alone just on, just on flights. And that's the thing that I find also intriguing, the fact that obviously an, an amateur team at the moment, but you have a lot of expenditure to, to run the club because of the, the nature of the flights. Now, I want to move on to the league that you were in. Something that, again... I find absolutely incredible. You won every single competitive game you've played. And this season, you should be promoted. But COVID has, has came around. I've spoken to, to a few clubs. South Shields been been another one who were hoping to be promoted to National League North, but denied the opportunity. Can you just explain your situation? Because unlike lots of the other teams, you've won every single game, yet you won't be promoted. For me, that's ludicrous. I totally, totally agree, Callum, and uh, it's really hard to, to comprehend. Um, so we were promoted on the uh, 7th of March. Uh, we'd won the first 27 league games. So we had one promotion because it was the top four being promoted out of our league and we couldn't come outside the top two as of the 7th of March. So still 11 games to play. It was an incredible scenario. Um, and to be honest, when COVID came around, we had an emergency board meeting 
uh, and we thought, well, do you know what? We, we're going to write to or speak to the, the league and just say, we're, we're just de- going to declare. Um, we'll just say we're not going to travel because of this, uh, this, this, this virus is um, hitting the UK and the rest of the world. So we, we were thought, we've, we've, we've done it. We've got promoted. Um, let's just pull out of the cup competitions and the league and for the rest of the season because, because we are an island uh, and, and it's not safe to travel to and from. And um, yeah, so and even, even through April, May and, and last month, we were pretty confident that the English FA would actually give us sort of a de facto promotion because everyone in the game was saying, oh, don't worry, um, there's spaces above. And, and what tends to happen is they normally pull one or two clubs up. Um, and, and, you know, with a, a three, uh, you know, points per game, something that's been talked about a lot, uh, points per game, we had a three. No other club in the world had three. And uh, it just made sense that, you know, that we would be promoted. Again, if you look at our league, out of the 20 clubs, um, we've played uh, 16 of them that we had beaten by three clear goals or more. And the only three that we haven't done that to, uh, we still to play. Um, so the, the difference, and uh, you know, it's going to be tougher next year, naturally, because uh, everyone's played us um, probably twice and they, they can get to, you know, um, to understand how we play a little bit more and all the rest of it. But, you know, we, it, it doesn't, that does not do anyone any favours, us having to do that league all over again. Um, so it's a shame for us as a football club. It's a shame for, for the teams that are in there. Yes, they might come to Jersey, but as you've alluded, the travel, you know, the travel's not much fun if you've come over. And some teams, have, we've, we've put seven or eight past. And it's, you know, that's not, that's not great for anyone. So, you know, I, I truly believe the FA rushed the decision. Um, we, they could have taken a backward step and they could have thought about it because they weren't supposed to re, rejig the whole of the national um, pyramid from steps uh, I think it was from two downwards so even like mentioned South Shields there what they could have done in the new world they wanted to have 24 teams in the conference north and 24 teams in the conference south currently this season there was 22 so what they could have instantly done with the four feeder leagues underneath they could have honoured the best team in each league on a points per game basis and promoted them and because of Berry's position um, and they've obviously come out of the league, there's a fifth place. So they could have turned around and said, for even numbers, they could have turned around and said, you know what, we're going to do the, the next best team across those four divisions on points per game basis. So five teams in effect could have got promoted out of the eight promotion slots that were available. Now that then has a Constantina effect going down the leagues. So straight away from step four, there would have been a minimum of five spaces above. And again, we could have increased the, the leagues from, say, I don't know, there's uh, currently 20 in step four, 20 teams in step four. They could have increased them to 22. Uh, and then that way they could have filled the gaps up and that could have filtered all the way down, down to, to, to step six and even seven. Um, but why, why they rushed it, um, I don't know. Um, and, you know, obviously South Shields uh, took the FA to, to, to court, well, tried to take it to court and, you know, and have been left with a, a hefty fine. And that was something, you know, we as a football club, we, we disagreed with it, but we didn't want to sue the, the governing body. Uh, we don't believe it was right. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, and sadly, um, for our football club, we've got to do it all again. Well, just like everyone else, we've got to do it all again uh, next season. That's the thing that frustrates me most as a football fan, first and foremost. We talk, I talk dead about the fact you've won every competitive game, points per game basis, you would have a three, which, as you've said, is incredibly rare. Yet you've got to do it all over again. And, and, and for me, it just null and void frustrates me for a number of reasons. It frustrates me because 
you've got an average crowd of around 700 people. Those 700 people have been going to watch you every week. And by making it null and void, you basically say to those people, oh, that season didn't actually happen. None of those games that you watched exist, which I find quite, quite sad. And I think the other thing that, and this is again no disrespect to the other clubs in the league that you're in. See if you were to canvas the clubs in the league and say, do you want Jersey to be promoted? I'm pretty damn sure most of them would say yes, please, so that you could go up and play at a different level. Because as you've said, if you're bringing teams over to Jersey, yes, brilliant. The novelty factor of that is great. But when you're shipping seven past them, I don't imagine that's good to go back to. So what annoys me about all of this situation is not only have as the club and yourselves been robbed, the fans have been robbed, but also the teams around you are probably thinking it's been good for us to for them to be promoted and maybe give us more of a chance next year. Definitely. If you if you took us out of the league, um, Farnham Town had an excellent season and you know if we weren't in the league they would they would have probably won it last year. But then the rest of the league was just so competitive. Um, you know, as as a football fan like you, I'd, I'd look around the, the the scores on 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 the Saturday, and it's you know anyone could be anyone, and it was really a really competitive league. Um, so so you're absolutely right. Again, there's been a lot of managerial changes in our league. I think there's only two managers that have remained the same out of the top eight. Obviously, we're, we're one of them, um, and you know we just don't know what's going to happen next year. Um, so yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, you know we're we're so disappointed. We're very upset. Um, we don't we don't see any any logic in it. There's no common sense has has been applied. Uh, as I say, there was definitely a way that this could have been looked at. Um, but we are we are where we are. We are down the food chain. We are Division Ten of the English game. Uh, it's not somewhere where that you know us in Jersey want to stay. Um, we've mentioned Guernsey earlier. They're they're in step four. We we definitely want to get to their level, and we can't wait for having those island derbies. They'll be fantastic. Uh, and, and probably break our uh, record record attendances when we when we both meet each other, which would be great. Um, but it's it's happened now. We've got to just uh, sadly take the blow on the chin, and it's a it's a it's a heavy blow. And um, you know, start to get ready uh, for the new season, and, and and we can't wait to get going again. Indeed, and, and and when the season returns, it'll be it'll be great to to see football back, and I hope. The footballing gods as such ensure that the clubs that were doing well can do well again next season because I think with yourselves, South Shields and others, to have such a good season and then have to go again, I just hope that the, the same teams can get it done again because it would be, be terrible for them to have to miss out again next season. And Something else that I'm, I really want to ask you about as a football fan, we live in a sort of yellow tie culture, as you know, with, with transfers, etc., what interests me with the location of Jersey is it's a very nice place to live. The, the weather is very nice. It's, it's, it's a place that many people, as you've rightly said, want to go to, they want to visit. As you progress as a club, could that play into your hands and the fact that you could have players from the mainland or Scotland, Ireland, Wales, who are thinking, do you know what I actually fancy going to Jersey and, and playing over there for a year or two or maybe even longer because of where it is and the fact that not only is it unique, but it's unique in a nice sense. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and to be honest, Callum, that that happened um, a lot in, in the past. Um, my father come down in the sort of late sixties from Glasgow and, and played for a local team. We had a, a team called the Jersey Scottish here, and a lot of Scots used to come down and play, and they were Channel Island champions several times. Um, but again, like you say, people coming all over from the UK to work over here in Jersey now. 
Jersey's primary industry back in the 60s and 70s was tourism. That sort of curtailed when the uh, sort of the low cost airlines came in uh, and people could go to, you know, Spain or Portugal, probably for the same price it was to Jersey. So that's that sort of like dried up. So therefore the, uh, the incoming players sort of dried up somewhat. But there's no reason why with Jersey, you know, having, having a decent football team in the pyramid that that would, you know, um, that, that would probably encourage, like you say, players to come over. Uh, but as we are amateur, players would have to come over to, to obviously work in, in, in Jersey. Um, I think currently there's only two, two lads in the playing squad that are non-Jersey born, uh, but both went through like Jersey schooling. Um, we've had players represent the national side um, that are non, non-Jersey in the past, as I say, uh, for people from the UK, people from Scotland, uh, Ireland, Portugal even. Um, so, so that's happened in the past. And again, uh, you know, people are welcome to move to the island if they've got you know, a certain uh, skill set. Uh, it's not it's not easy you can't just jump on a plane and, and turn up in the island and, and have a job and an accommodation there are sort of uh, regulations behind that but you know if, if people come over with their, their job then absolutely they'd be welcome to get involved with the club or or play in the local leagues and uh, you know hopefully we do see talent I suppose like like what you've just mentioned there when when you see players going to the English Premier League a lot of them go to to the Chelsea's Arsenal's and Tottenham's because they are in London and that normally is a the, the London factor over say the clubs elsewhere so I suppose in a non-league sense uh, we are a very nice location uh, we are officially the sunniest place in the British Isles so that's uh, that's a great USP for Jersey um, so uh, so yeah potentially you might see some uh, players come in uh, down the line and one of the things I've, uh, <laughs> I've got to put you on the spot with I apologize for this um, see when it comes to travel now we all, uh, everyone listening to this, if they're based in the UK, will know what it's like with trains, buses, planes. That there can be subject to delays out with people's control, etc. Have you ever had the situation where the club have been late or potentially going to miss a game due to travel? Yeah, we've had we've had two scenarios, Callum. Um, so scenario one was the 28th of December. Um, we were due to play uh, Farnham Town, who were second in the league. Uh, we were obviously top and um, we got to the airport that day and uh, there was an hour's delay and we thought, yeah, that's not going to be a problem. We were flying back the same night, um, so an hour's delay. The hour's delay turned into two-hour delay and I think we eventually set off about two and a half hours late from Jersey. Now, I'm on the plane sort of thinking, at what time do I have to sort of knock this on the head and say, let's just not even go to the fixture because we're not going to make our return flight home. And I started looking into uh, all the permutations if we had to stay overnight. And because it was the festive season, we, we physically couldn't get back to the island that, that night or the next day. So we were, we were going to come back on the Monday. And I was like, this, this isn't going to work. So that was pretty stressful. Um, but we got onto the M25. Uh, there was traffic problems there. The lads physically got changed on the bus. Gary Freeman, our manager, did a team talk on the bus um, and literally we pulled up in this uh, high street in, 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 in Farnham and the lads ran down the lane, just heard these boots clunking down the, down, down the gravel and um, there was over 250 fans at Farnham. That was probably our biggest game with the uh, biggest crowds away from home. So loads of people had come to the game because it was an early kickoff and the ground hoppers love a, a, a double whammy to catch you know, the 12 o'clock and then a three o'clock somewhere. But we, we kicked off late. I don't know what the exact time was. There was no time for, um, for a halftime team talk. It was literally a quick drink, turn around. And then afterwards... Um, we we literally had to run run back up the the, the path the track 
jump on the bus and get back to Gatwick. No showers, uh, but one of the players uh, came on with a tray of sandwiches that Farnham kindly uh, prepared for us. So that was a nice touch from the from the club. And uh, yeah, we got to Gatwick, and thankfully we made it. We made it home. So that was that was one example gone on away. Um, on a home match, we were playing um, AFC Hayes, and. Uh, it was a little bit foggy in Jersey and I remember putting the flight tracker on to see and I could see their, their flight come in and all of a sudden it just did this U-turn when it hit the, hit the bay and I was like, oh no. And it didn't even circle. It was that bad, the fog here. It just went straight back to Gatwick. So it's quite difficult to tell our fans. Obviously, we use social media. We contacted local, local radio. But if you don't look at your social media or you don't listen to the radio, you, you didn't know that it was going to be a, late, a later kickoff. Um, so we ended up kicking off against Hayes. It should have been, I don't know, say two o'clock or something. Ended up kicking off at half six. But one thing we noticed was the uh, was the crowd were a lot more vocal that day because they'd been in the it, they'd been in the pub, uh, and uh, it actually made for a really good atmosphere. Um, it was a really high scoring goal a game. I think we won something like seven seven two. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was it, that was obviously really difficult for Hayes, just like one we had away to Farnham was was difficult. So we have to do you know 19 league games, and uh, I think we had four four cup ties, uh, three were away actually. So you know we envisage having to do that away leg you know 25 times a, a, a season, whereas obviously visiting clubs might do it once or, or twice if they draw us in a cup. So it it is hard work. Um, the lads did amazingly well last year to win all those 31 games because you know you do think that there will be not necessarily complacency but something would happen that you would drop um, points somewhere along the line so what they achieved last year was was incredible as a football club you know we're certainly honoring those statistics they you know all of those appearances all of those goals they'll be certainly logged on at Jersey Bulls Football Club um, whilst the whilst the league table may be uh, scrapped which is, is obviously a shame. Two questions before uh, I'll let you go, Ian. Um, first one being, when it comes to, to pre-season, if you're based in the mainland, um, you can maybe contact clubs that are close to you and organise friendlies. How, how do the Bulls go about that? And have you had the chance to, to play any teams from the mainland in pre-season? Well, last year, Callum, we played uh, Stevenage, um, currently of League Two. Um, that was a really entertaining game. That's an inaugural game. And, and we lost uh, 4-3. Um, Ironically, a, a Jersey-born lad, Curtis Guthrie, scored the um, uh, like an 89th-minute winner against us. So, so that was uh, a shame, but it was a cracking, cracking day. And uh, later on in July, we played Leicester's under-23 side, and they they were a fan, fantastic team. Um, one of the boys is actually just signed for Rangers this summer. Uh, left back, he'll um, he'll be a great signing um, for them. Um, and that was a that was an eye opener. We lost we lost three nil, but the pace and the power of Leicester's under 23s were, were, were very impressive um, and then this season um, the, not this yes the weekend of the 10th of July we were looking to have a 14 tournament um, but sadly Covid has put paid to that uh, and we had teams from steps 1, 2, 3 uh, 4 and 5 all due to be playing us this pre-season uh, the only game that we've got sort of left in the diary at the moment is against Kettering, uh, Kettering Town of uh, Step 2. They're in the Conference North, uh, or sorry, National North. Um, and we're due to play them on the 18th of July. Um, but there are still um, unknown factors whether we can play that game. I think it's going to be sensible probably to move that game uh, to, to August. But again, we, we need to make sure that, um, you know, government conditions allow, you know, 
Kettering Town to come into the island? What's the testing scenario? Um, and all that sort of good stuff. So we're still waiting to see how that, how that plays out. Um, we have been contacted by another club who are in step six. Uh, another club that had a terrific season would have been promoted as well. They, they, they're really keen to come to Jersey and play us. So we're just looking at the logistics. Uh, it's really around health, health and safety now, Callum, rather than uh, anything else. So um, we're, we're always open to, to clubs and that's from you know, the professional game. Uh, semi-professional or, or amateur uh, to come to the island and, and play us we're happy to host and obviously uh, the visiting sides will play in front of a, a, a reasonable crowd here in Jersey um, I did speak to a few Scottish clubs we'd love to see uh, uh, some Scottish clubs come down normally the uh, the League Cup and, and obviously European qualifiers put pay to, to teams but in the past we've certainly had the likes of uh, Celtic and, and Hibs down I can recall um, watching as a, as, a, as a youngster uh, so we'd love to see clubs come down again um, so, so hopefully that's something um, perhaps not this pre-season but in future future seasons we'll be able to, to host and entertain those guys as well. And the last question I've got for you the one million dollar question if you like what are the long-term aims for Jersey? We've talked earlier on about Guernsey are a few a few leagues ahead in the in, in the system. Is the aim to obviously obviously you want to catch up with Guernsey, but I imagine being competitive as as, as the as the islands are, you want to overtake them and you want to go as high as you possibly can. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I think there's, there's obviously three three different phases to the football club. So one is the the current phase, which is the the pure amateur status. Uh, first objective is to try to get to step four in the, the quickest possible time. Um, Guernsey did it in two two seasons. Obviously, we, we, we've got to take at least three because of COVID. Um, but getting out of step five would not won't be easy. Um, so you know, objections uh, is, is get to step step four. Then can we look at uh, growing the club further? Can we look to be uh, a sort of semi-professional club um, and, and, and kick on and, and get into step three? That's, that's the, that would be the next sort of factor. And, you know, the ultimate, ultimate pipe dream, Callum, would be, could we be a professional club? Uh, we don't know. There's a couple of case studies we could uh, look at. For example, we have a professional uh, rugby club here in the island who play uh, championship rugby. Um, my only... The only negative for me on, on our rugby side is, is probably that they, they don't have uh, homegrown players, uh, with the exception of this season. Actually, they've just signed uh, an 18-year-old hooker, which is great. He's a local lad. Um, but for me, I'd want us to retain Jersey-based players. I wouldn't want us to be you know, signing loads of players from outside of the island. We want the core to be, to be local players, to keep the identity of the club. Um, so that would be the ultimate, ultimate dream. And to, to do things like that, we're going to need... Um, probably there's talk in Jersey at the moment of a national stadium, which uh, the the football and the rugby club would uh, jointly uh, use, uh, and things like that, where we could get extra revenue from, say, a bar. Because at the moment we we rent a facility and we don't take well, we take gate receipts, we don't take any uh, uh, income across like a bar. And to have a home would be great to to generate those extra uh, uh, revenues, you know, sportsmen's dinners and and all that sort of like. Um, so 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 that's the ultimate dream. It, whether whether it happens or not who knows but certainly to, to climb the pyramid uh, to be you know competing in things such as the FA Vars which we're doing for the first time this season coming uh, the FA Trophy the FA Cup would be truly amazing for, for our island Absolutely and as I say um, I wish the club all the very best not only for next season but the f for the future because to win every single game as I say is, is simply incredible 
I hope next season the club can can replicate that or come as close to replicating that as possible because what I love as a fan uh, is clubs with ambition and, and Jersey will certainly have ambition. I've, I've spoken to your fair, spoken to your air and your ambition and the club's ambition comes through every single time. So for myself, I wish you all the very best and hopefully when this situation's over, I can get the flight over myself from Glasgow and, and take in a game. Oh, that'd be great to have you down, Callum. Thanks very much. We, uh, I think we fly normally five times a week from Glasgow. Um, so you'd be very welcome. And uh, we look forward to hosting you down in Jersey uh, when you can get down. So we'll dive down to the ocean And we'll make our home in a deep sea cave And our shells will all be open They'll be filled with song, they'll be filled with song We'll dive down to the ocean And we'll make our home in